Hey, what's up? This is Candy in the Neighborhood. So today's episode, I'm going to be talking about four different types of soil. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 13, and I really want to talk to you about God breaking us. Yes. Yes, God breaks us for a reason. You see, sometimes we we think that when we come to Christianity, that everything is, is good and everything is going to be good times, but we don't understand that there's actually some breaking, there's actually some painful moments, and God has something to do with it. I want you to know we don't serve a God who's sick and twisted that wants to see us suffer. Like he doesn't, he doesn't want to see us suffer, but he does allow suffering. He does allow pain. He does allow us to go through these things. And then he uses our experiences for our own good. So if I have some gardeners or people that have a green thumb, I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. I've always actually said that, um, you know, don't give me a plant because I'm going to end up killing it, um, which I'm trying to change my conversation about that. I'm not trying to speak that over myself. But really, if you came to my house, you'll find that I don't really have any green plants or flowers because I've never had this green thumb. My mom did. Anything she touched would grow. She would plant anything and it would just it would it would multiply. So she had this green thumb. But there was something about the soil that I would watch her um, when she was planting her plants or she was planting um, herbs. She would make sure the soil was soft. So since I don't know much about gardening, I had to look up what it is that you guys do with the soil to prepare it for, for your seed. And it's called tilling the soil. Tilling the soil is when you turn over and break up the soil. You're, you're, you're breaking up any hard, rocky place. And this process makes uh, the soil very soft and creates good soil for planting seed. So tilling the soil is necessary. Breaking is necessary. So let's go into Matthew chapter 13, because Jesus is talking to to the people about a farmer who's sowing seed. And he's describing four different types of soil, four different categories of people. I want you to know that every human being falls in one of these categories. Every human being falls in one of these soils. So I would hope through this episode that you would be able to identify what soil, what category you fall in, and that you would really understand how necessary brokenness, you being broken up, is for your spiritual growth. And at the end, I want to really give you guys some steps on how how to live the good life how to be this good, soft soil. So let's go into Matthew chapter 13, verse three through nine, and I'm in the NIV version. And it says, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, or some would call it the pathway. And the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. 
But when the sun came up, the plants were scorned and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let him hear. So, here he describes the seed falling on four different soils. He said, some fell along the path or the pathway, and the birds came and ate it. He said, some fell on rocky places. It didn't have much soil. It sprang up, meaning that the seed actually had some type of, of uh, fruit or, or plant that came up. It sprang up. But when the sun came out, it scorned it and it withered it away because it had no root. It says other, this is the third seed, I mean, third soil, other seed fell amongst thorns. It came up, but was choked by the thorns. And the last soil, the fourth soil, is the good soil, where it produced a crop. A hundred times, sixty times, thirty times than what was sown. And then he goes on to say, He who has an ear, let him hear. There is a lot of information in, in this part of the chapter, and it's verse 10 through 17. It talks about having eyes that do not see and ears that do not hear. And it talks about knowing the secret truths about God. So I actually uh, created a new video and I will have an episode which is called Eyes That Cannot See, Ears That, cannot, that cannot Hear. Because there's a lot of information and revelation that's going to come out of that part of the chapter. So stay tuned for that episode. But let's go into the, the soils. Let's go into the explanation because as Jesus is continuing to talk to the people, uh, you'll hear that the followers don't really understand what Jesus is saying. They don't know um, what it means. What does this mean, This these different soils that he's talking about? So in verse 18, Jesus starts to explain to them. And so I'm going to also explain using the Bible and using my own experiences of the soils, I want to paint a picture and so it can help you understand where you are in your walk. You see, I want to tell you, I myself have experienced these soils. So I'm telling you, not because um, I don't know, I'm telling you from experience, I've been there. And I have to challenge myself daily into being this good soil. I'm telling you, today, this episode is going to open your eyes to where you are at. So first, let's get an understanding. What is the seed? The seed is the word of God. What is the soil? The soil is you. It's your heart. It's your heart condition. And the sower is God. 
What's the sower in what's the sower's intention? What is his intent? You see, Jesus is trying to bring self-awareness. He's trying to get us to a place where we can look at ourselves, especially in this generation and this this age. I'm going to say in this age, it's not just a generation because it's all of us. It's easier to look at other people and their faults than to look at ourselves. So his intention is for us to look at ourselves. Worry about you. Before you start pointing the finger at someone else, worry about yourself. What about you? What do you do? What are you supposed to be doing that you don't do? Another intention of the sower is that there is crop that is produced, that there is fruit that is produced. He plants the seed with an expectation that it would be fruitful. He invests a seed with the intention that there will something will come out of it. So knowing the intent of the sower, let's continue on to the four different types of soil. Soil number one, the pathway. These are people who hear the word but do not understand it. So they're hearing and they're hearing, but they don't understand not a word. This word goes nowhere because it doesn't mean anything to them. So this could be unbelievers. This could be people that that you force to church. Sometimes our children sitting next to us, they don't want to be there. So they're not listening to anything. The seed is being thrown, but Satan comes and steals it. Satan, the birds, the birds came in and stole it and ate it. That's Satan. Other people that fall into this category, this soil, are those who come to church for the wrong motives. They come to socialize. Some of them come to serve. You are amazing servants of God. But you serve more than you listen to the word. So there's no transformation there. It's not going anywhere. The seed's not going anywhere. If you think about a pathway, you can think about where multiple people have stepped on. Usually pathways are hard. There's a lot of traffic running through them. So these people usually have hardened hearts. They have given love. They have helped people. But they've been hurt. They've been hurt so bad that they don't want to trust anyone. And they don't trust anyone. So when they hear the word of God, they're listening to it, but it sounds too good to be true. They have a hard life. And they have a hardened heart. So the seed is stolen away from them. It goes nowhere. This is the pathway. Soil number two, the rocky ground. You see, the rocky ground is a little... It, it, can, it can look like something that it really is not. Because you can't see the rocks because it has soil on top. So the rocky ground is, is the rocks are underneath. So this soil receives the seed. And the seed actually goes down and it springs up. 
But when the sun comes, it, it, it withers away the plant because it didn't root. It didn't have root because of those rocks right there. But if you looked on it at the surface, it looks like it was doing what it was supposed to. So what's going on with this soil? I, I truly believe a lot of Christians fall on this rocky ground. Many, a majority. There are so many examples that I could put in this one that I don't even have time to do it. So I, I've only thrown in a few because it's such a wide variety in this soil. There's a lot of Christians that lie in this category. I'm telling you because I, I was in here too. So let's talk about this soil. These are people who hear the word of God and accept it. They accept it because they hear it. They know it's truth. It reaches them in their soul. It produces a crop, but the crop, the fruit is short lived. See what happens is there's an awakening when they hear the word of God. It's like they come to themselves. You know, like when you hear about the prodigal son, the prodigal son, and he was out there and he was in the pig's pen and it said that he came to himself. That's what happens with the rocky ground. When they hear the word of God, they come to themselves. There's an awakening, but the mind is never renewed. The mind is not renewed. See, transformation comes from the renewing of the mind, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 12, verse two, I'm sorry. There has to be this transformation and it only comes when your mind is renewed. So these people are on fire for the Lord, but there's no true transformation. So since there's no true transformation, it doesn't take long before they're back into their old ways. You'll see back and forth Christians where they, where they jump back and forth. So they'll serve God for a few years and they, they go back into the world for a few years and then go back to Christ for a few years. And, and they're just going back and forth. And at some point, if this is you right now, at some point you must be getting tired. You must be getting tired. You're going to have to jump off of the miracle round. Change has to come, and change comes from within you. It's hard for these people because sometimes they blame everyone else. Well, it was those who hurt me, or it's this reason why, or the problem is always everyone else. But I'm here to tell you, out of love, the problem isn't everyone else, it's you. You have the power to change yourself. You don't have to be back and forth. You don't have to be the rocky ground. You're one choice away from being good soil. So because these people have accepted the word as truth, these people may be able to, to quote scripture, but that same scripture that they're quoting has not produced anything in their lives. It doesn't change them. It's a form of godliness, but they deny the power of the Holy Spirit. The soil looks good on the top and produces a crop. So it can be confusing. It could look like good soil. But because it has rocks under the soil, it has hard places. The seed takes no root. The only way you can distinguish these, the rocky ground, 
from the good soil is to see how they react in the sun. The sun is the heat, the pressure of life. You'll hear things like, it's too hard to be a Christian. It's too hard to be a Christian. Making Jesus famous sucks. Why? Because the pressures of life came to them. Something hard came to them and the real comes out. Sometimes they're unteachable. The rocky ground are some of the hardest people to give feedback to. They will teach you the word. And they will teach you to yield to the spirit, but they themselves, they they themselves, they're too knowledgeable to yield to the spirit. They know it all. Jesus warns us about, about them about the rocky ground. And this is one part of the rocky ground. Like I said, there's a, ver- there's a variety of characteristics that fall under the rocky ground. Jesus did warn us about them in Matthew 22, verse 3. So you must be careful to do it, everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. So under the rocky ground, you can have people that are very worldly and back and forth um, Christians. So they, they go into Christ and then they, they come back and they're, they're you know, in the world and they go back in, into Christianity and then come back into the world. So they're going back and forth. Or you can have your modern day Pharisees. They all fall under this category. The modern day Pharisee is the one that can see everyone else's sin but their own. And to you that are the back and forth Christians, I want to tell you, when you are in Christ, you are full force. You're all the way in. But when you're in the world, you're full force. You're all the way in. What happens is there's people that follow you because you're an influencer. And it sounds like you know what you're talking about, but you're leading people astray. I know that's not your intention, but just come to Christ. Come to him. Acknowledge where you're at. Repent and tell God, I don't want to be the rocky ground. I don't want to look like I got it together and I know I don't got it together. Like I said, you are one step, one choice away from the good soil. This is the rocky ground. Soil number three, you are the thorny ground. So a crop came up, but was choked by the thorns. The thorns are the care of this world, sometimes the love of money. So these are people who hear the word of God, but are consumed by their problems, consumed by the cares of this world. So that those cares consume that word and choke it out. You'll see people that have problems with their health, problems with their finances, problems with their marriage, problems with their children, and those things consume them. There's problems, there's drama, there's chaos in their life. And these places, they will play, they will play like a, a, a tug of war, a tug of war with God. I'm telling you because I've been here too, playing tug of war with God, like, no, I can handle this, God, let me handle this one. You see, it's a form of control. 
Whatever area in your life that you cannot hand over to God, that's where you control. You don't trust that God can handle it for you. That's why you want to handle it. And so the drama continues. The chaos continues because you won't let it go. For those that are busy hustling, you know, running after money, you know, you can hustle. And and I I want to make this clear because sometimes there are people that, that are, you know, more on the lazy side that want to find any excuse not to work. This message is not for you, this part right here. I'm talking about the hustlers, the ones that overwork themselves, the ones that do not stop. It's good to work. You should work. But when you're hustling and you're running after money and you're only about the hustle, you start losing sight of God. Like I said, I respect the hustle. I love hardworking people. I myself am a hardworking people. I see myself as a hardworking person. Um, But you got to put God first. You have to put God first and his righteousness. And then he will add everything on to you. You can't serve two masters. You either worship God or you worship money. And so what I found with this, because this was me, this was me for a long time. The Lord got me to see if I could just run after him, if I could put him first, I'm running after money. And all I'm going to get is money. And when money is gone, then what am I going to do? But if I could turn my focus and run after God and I start chasing God, money and blessings will chase me. So I'm here to tell you, don't chase money. Don't chase the hustle. Let money chase you. This is the thorny ground. I'm going to go into the last soil, which is soil number four, the good soil. That's what we've been waiting for, right? It's the only soil that produced the crop. It's the only soil that multiplied. It's the only soil that's fruitful. I love multiplication. It says that it multiplied 100 times, 60 times, or 30 times. That means you invested a dollar and you got 100. You invested a dollar, you got 60 or 30. That's a good investment. That's a wise investment. And I want you to understand how God works. God works in multiplication. He just doesn't add on to you. So it says, you know, put God first and and his righteousness and he will add on to you. He's meaning that he's going to add on to you, but doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be addition because God works in multiplication. He multiplies. So who are these people? These are the people that hear the word of God and understand it. They they take it in and there's an understanding of the word. And not only that, they go on to the next step. They apply it to their lives. They hear it, they understand it, and then they apply it. They produce a crop. They are fruitful. They are effective. So what happened to these people? These people are broken people. Remember tilling the soil? They are broken people. They are broken people that trust the process. They study the word for their own transformation. Their minds are transformed. 
They awakened when they heard the word and they went through with the process of, of renewing their mind. That's why there is transformation. They are realistic and honest where they are at. They are looking at the word of God for themselves, not to change other people, not to blame other people, but for themselves. They're trying to live the best life for themselves. They preach with their lives. They are fruitful. Meaning they can offer something to someone. Have you ever went to counseling and that person couldn't give you anything? They have something to offer to other people. These are people who are encouragers. They're empowerers. They're influencers. They are making moves. They are furthering the kingdom. That's why they're multiplying. So you are just a choice away of being a good soil. And it's possible. It's possible because I've been in the other soils. What do you have to do? You need to stop. Stop, pray, listen. We need repentance. You need to repent and admit that you're the problem. It's not them. It's not him. It's not her. It's you. You're the problem. Repentance is when you know that there's something wrong that you did. If you don't think, if you think you're right and you think that you haven't done anything wrong, then what, what would you repent about? What are you going to repent about? That's why it's so important for you to have self-awareness. If we were able to sit with your children and really ask them, how are you without telling them this would be anonymous, what would come out of their mouths? If we would sit with your husband, with your wife, and we would tell them, how is this person truly anonymously? It's not going to get back to them. What would they say about you? What would the closest people, the ones that are behind closed doors say about you? The real you. The, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because that's what you need to know about yourself. So do we have things to repent about? I'm sure we have a bucket list. And we should be in repentance. The next thing is, plug yourself into a Bible teaching church. Find a couple of mentors, not mentors that are in the rocky ground, not mentors that are in the other soils. You need to find mentors that are in the good soil that are producing, not the ones faking the funk, the ones that are really moving. If they're able to tell you to follow the Holy Spirit and they're able to, to teach you the word, they should be following it themselves. Read your Bible. You can find apps, devotionals. There's so many resources. There's no reason why you should not be reading the word for yourself. The word is life and it gives life. And be ready to renew that mind. You have to come to a point where you know that you need a changed mind. I had to come to a place where I understood I was not right. I would rather give up my right to be right and not live in deception. I'm going to give up my right to be right because I want truth. I want to change. I want to be better for those who are around me. I want to be good soil. I want to be able to give somebody something 
when they come broken, I want to be able to be that, that fresh glass of water. So like I tell you, I've been in every soil, I'm telling you, out of experience. And, and my intention is on being so, good soil for the rest of my life. I want to live a life of multiplication. I'm understanding that all my brokenness and all my pain and all my suffering, it was necessary. It was necessary for my spiritual growth. And it, all, and it actually humbled me. It's the only the good soil, that broken soil that's effective. So yes, God does break you for a reason. He breaks you for a reason. And I hope from this episode, you're able to identify what soil you're at. And if you're not in the good soil, that you would push yourself to becoming good soil. And you would do these things to get yourself there. And that's, you know, praying and listening to God, being repentance. Plug yourself into a Bible teaching church. Find a couple of good soil mentors and read your Bible. Use apps, use whatever you need to use, but renew your mind. This is Candy in the Neighborhood. God bless you.